Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, this is your host, Susan Pinkney, and this is the Southern Belle of Beverly Hills on the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? This week's episode is what's so great about the South? Ordinarily, them fighting words. <laughs> Just kidding. But really, those would be, figuratively speaking, offensive to anyone who considers themselves a Southerner. Because everybody knows the food is amazing in the South. I mean, everyday chefs, cooks, parents, mothers put love into food. Recipes are passed down for generations upon generations. And then everyone puts their own little tweak in it. Or like they say, they put their elbow in it. And even within the South, each area has its own culture that is unique based on the history of that particular area and the people who live there. Obviously, not all the history is going to be great, but we'll get to that in a moment. Southerners are very family-oriented. You can tell by how revered names are, last names, family reunions. There's just something about family in the South. Family doesn't have to necessarily be biological, and even last names don't necessarily have to be biological. You see that a lot in the South, and this is evidenced by how revered cultural significance and buildings and bridges and areas named after these families. And then within the family, people tend to honor their elders and people who have the ability to pass down stories of culture and tradition, things that bond and tie people together. More so than, say, in the big cities where it seems people are more individualized. Chivalry. I think that might be my favorite part about the Southern culture is chivalry. Yes, I am a strong woman. And yes, I have the ability to open the doors for myself. And yes, of course, I can take care of myself. But there's something to be said when a man who respects you as a strong individual, who knows that you have the ability to take care of yourself, and who knows You can do anything all by yourself. You don't need him. But he wants to open the door for you. He wants to pull out your chair. He wants to take the lead and pick the date night and choose the restaurant. There's something very attractive about a man who wants to take care of, make life easier for a woman, help her carry her bags, help her move furniture, When a man sees a woman in distress and wants to step in and help her out and help her to feel safe and secure, there's something very attractive about the chivalry. In the South, chivalry is not dead. And that leads right into the way we date. When I say a guy comes in on the first date, he meets whoever's in the house, he lets them know where you're going for your date, And then you head out. That sounds like above and beyond. People are like, really? He did that? But that's normal. That's standard behavior in the South. 
A guy is not going to text you and say, I'm outside or blow the horn. Or A gentleman in the South picks up a lady at the door for the date and returns her to the door. All in one piece. And then there's just some things that, because of the layout of the land, are conducive in the South that aren't conducive any other places. For example, there is no such thing as a super commute in the South. A super commute in the South might be, might be, if you drive close to an hour to work. And that's unheard of. That is a gigantic super commute in the South. Whereas we all know in Southern California, if it takes you an hour to get to work, that's a good day. Parking. When you go anywhere in the South, you assume that there is parking. That doesn't mean valet. That doesn't mean you have to valet to go inside of the Whole Foods grocery store or valet to go into the doctor's office. That means when you go anywhere in the South, there is a place for you to park your car. It's just standard. It is the way it is. When you have to pay for parking, that's an exception and it's above and beyond. But still, there is a place to park your car. That's something that we definitely take for granted in the South. Dancing. Oh my goodness. When I moved to Southern California and I figured out the hard way that you have to go out of your way and seek a place to dance. There are not dance floors at every restaurant or bar or club. Dancing is not something that happens spontaneously in Southern California. Whereas in the South, you can be anywhere and there's a dance party. Any restaurant, any bar, any club, there's a place to dance. And if there is not a designated dance floor, then there quickly becomes a dance floor based on the area that has the least amount of furniture or obstacles for dancing. It's just the norm. When there's an outdoor concert, say at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront, people dance in clusters. There's not dancing in Southern California. I'm not sure if it's people are too cool to dance. I'm not sure if it's just kind of passe. But people don't dance. And that's one thing that I definitely love about the South is dancing is standard. And you can dance anywhere. It doesn't even have to be an official place to dance. People dance. Dress codes. Oh my goodness. I like feeling free and being able to wear whatever I want to wear and throw it on, you know, jeans and a t-shirt, different shoes, maybe a blazer, a scarf, whatever, and finding a way to dress it up or dress it down. That's amazing. But there's something to be said for knowing what the dress code is before you show up. In the South, there's a dress code for every occasion and for every event. And that dress code is standard. Maybe in light of recent events, that dress code has been lifted or lightened a little bit, but there is a dress code for everything. If you go to a job interview, you know that you dress as if you are interviewing for a job. Whereas in Southern California, you go to an interview and you're dressed like you think the executives or how you think someone who works at the company is dressed. And you're probably the only one who's dressed up. Authenticity is rewarded, generally speaking, in the South. 
People want you to be who you are, what feels good to you. People accept you for who you are. Every family has somebody that's a little quirky. Every family has someone that's a little more stiff, but that's their personality. They're being authentic and people value it. In Southern California, authenticity is not always valued. There are groups and there are people who do value authenticity, but those groups and people are usually not the norm. There's a group that may all dress a certain way and people would call those people grunge, hearkening back to the early 90s. There's a group that may dress similarly or deviate in the same way and we'll call those people hipsters. There's another group of girls who all wear the same kind of sweatshirts and Uggs and the big top knot on their head. And we'll call those girls dun, 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 basic. So there's not very many individual authentic people who are doing whatever it is they want to do. And some of them do exist, but the labels that they get aren't cute. Southerners are obsessed with holidays and birthdays. Holidays are huge. People prepare for weeks, if not months, for holidays. Having grown up in the South with my faith and all of the wonderful memories that I have of holidays, I appreciate how crazy and overboard everyone goes for holidays in the South. They're a huge deal. You always know where you can go to ride a horse. Horses are everywhere. There's horse rides on the beach. There's horse training centers. There's places where you can learn to just ride or to jump. They're everywhere. There may be a few places to ride horses in Southern California, but not nearly as accessible and not nearly as affordable as it is in the South. And of course, I was just having a little bit of fun there, playing on some stereotypes, you know, trying to get you warmed up a little bit. Because there are some very real topics that have been originating from the South that allow me, someone who loves my upbringing and who loves everything that makes me me, and that includes growing up in the South, there are things that are happening that, that have to be addressed. There are people who abuse the idea of saying it's Southern pride or tradition and culture, and they try to make it something nasty and dirty and something that it's not. We're not talking about those people ever. When I talk about the South or when I talk about my experience in culture and tradition and, and family values and heritage, I'm not talking about those people, but they exist. And I think the one thing about knowing that they exist is knowing who you're dealing with. It's terrible to hear about people doing and saying some of the things that have been said and done, especially in recent times. We can go back through history and point out people who have degraded saying that they're Southerners or who have hearkened to the dark and the dirtiest parts of history and who revere 
abuses that have been made over time and celebrate those abuses and want to continue those traditions. And I just want to reiterate that that's not the kind of South that I personally celebrate. And that's not the South that most, and I do say most Southerners celebrate. Most of us don't want any of that associated with being a Southerner. As a matter of fact, I have to point out that even with the Charlottesville protests that turned into riots, two people who were arrested came back to Southern California to live their Southern California beach lifestyles. And that's just one example. The bad part is that we know these people exist, but sometimes I think I'd rather know who I'm dealing with than to not know. Whereas these people exist and they exist everywhere, sometimes even in Southern California. And again, I think I'm the kind of person who would rather know who I'm dealing with than to not know. Which reminds me of a story. When I went back to work in Virginia for a production company there, for a short while, I was staying with my mom and my stepfather. My stepdad, he had, it was almost like his own little secret life at night. When my mom would go to bed, he would come downstairs, get his ice cream, and watch TV. There was a show that I introduced him to called Southern Charm. We used to watch Southern Charm together every single week. And he loved it as much or more than I did. I kind of feel like he liked it because there was the, the storyline with the older guy, Thomas Ravenel, who was dating the younger girl. She was just barely out of college at the time, which is Catherine. I think that storyline kind of intrigued him a little bit. But we enjoyed watching it. And we talked about Charleston, South Carolina. We talked about the music scene. We talked about the downtown area. It was a bond that we had. And we'd watch every week together. So when I had the opportunity to do an after show that was focused on Southern Charm, of course I jumped at the opportunity because it reminded me of a great time in my life that I had to connect with my stepfather. Turns out the one young lady on the show who I always, always championed for in the after show, the one that I kind of felt a little bit of bond and a kinship with, the one who was in some ways taken advantage of, actually in huge ways taken advantage of by the older guy. I, I just always thought that she was just a sweet young girl who was put into a bad situation. She was taken a task by a host who she got into a DM Instagram argument with over a make America Great Again rally that they were having, or one of her friends was having in Charleston. And the host talked about what that really meant, what it was code for. And instead of having a normal discourse with this host who happened to be African American, it turned nasty and she sent an emoji of a monkey. In the heat of an argument, the very first thing her mind 
told her to do was to include a monkey emoji in the DM. That says to me that that was something that was in her. She apologized and said that she didn't put much thought into it, which kind of makes it worse. She was not having a friendly conversation with this host, and she was not um, laughing or joking or kidding around with her. So the emoji in itself was completely unnecessary. The idea of including emoji in an argument, unless it's something you're deliberately trying to say, to me, it just doesn't jive. So it left me and my co-host, who do the Southern Charm After Show, discussing how we feel about the show altogether. Now, if this was the only issue that arose regarding the show, I don't know if we would have even had the same conversation. But there's been other things throughout time that have been very egregious with some of these people. And I always said that that show is probably one of the most real reality shows that exist. One of the most real reality shows that exist anyway. So it leaves a group of super fans who have enjoyed doing our after show with a bad taste in our mouth and bad feelings about the show. This is coming from people who love the South and who love what most people in the South revere about the South. Cute little sayings, the cussing you out without ever saying a bad word, snappy attitudes, and just the warm feeling of being around people who love and enjoy other people. It was a disappointment. And one that has changed our views about that particular program. But it also let me know that my feelings about the South aren't just my own. It showed me that other people are like-minded and the majority of the people are good. The majority of the people have other people's best interests at heart. will champion for other people. Because when it comes down to it, we're all the same. We all love our mamas and we all want the same things for ourselves and our families. And when someone is not that way, we don't tolerate it. So all the nasty, negative, dark, horrible, vicious things that you hear coming from the South, that's not the majority of the people. That's not what we revere. That's not how we feel. And we don't stand for it. We prove through our elections, we prove through who we elect as judges, as senators, in Congress, we work to try to make what we believe the South should be a reality full-time for everyone. It's important for us to vote the right people in, who can make the right decisions, who won't carry on the terrors of the South. So when you ask me what's good about the South, I say the people, and yes, there are exceptions to everything. There's bad people everywhere. There's good people everywhere. But the majority of us want the same things. The majority of us are good. And the majority of us are embarrassed by the disgusting lowlifes who get the headlines. Tell me what you think about the South. Make sure to like and subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Let me know what your feelings are especially in light of all of the news. Thank you very much for listening. 
and I'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.